everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok, or via email at love.craft.crochet.com. Now, back to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to Killing 15 Minutes, where we will give you your serial killer fix in 15 minutes or less, or your podcast is free. I'm Sam Rossi, and shortly I'll be handing a poorly written synopsis of a serial killer to my brother, who hasn't read it, on a serial killer he's most likely hasn't heard of. This should be fun. Good luck, bro. Thanks, Sam. And by the way, if you hear our mascot Frankie's panting, I'm sorry. Marianne Britland was the first woman to be executed by hanging at Strange Ways Prison in Manchester, England, I assume, for three murders. With the poppy. I am, again, so sorry. It's okay, Frankies. <clears throat> Britland was born in 1847 in Bolton, Lancaster. 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 Apparently I can't even do English words right. In 1866, she was married to Thomas... Britland, and they would have two daughters. In February of 1886, Britland went to a chemist for rat poison, claiming an infestation, assumably uh, of rats. Some correct. She bought, she bought Harrison's Vermin Killer, which contained both strychnine and arsenic. Wow, they really went for the whole king caboodle on that, didn't they? This is true. I mean, it was the late 1800s, so... Yep. Anyways, she was required to sign the poison register for it. Do they still do that? I, I assume if it's something, if it's going to be something as powerful as, like, well, it has strychnine and arsenic in it. I would have believed so that there's still a register, because you got to think here in the States, we got we got to prove that we're, why we're buying kerosene and... That's fair. Okay, don't worry, Mommy brought up kerosene. <clears throat> Elizabeth Hannah, 19, was the eldest daughter and the first victim of Britland in March of 1886. Her death was ruled natural causes by the doctor. I'm assuming it was because they didn't really have a way to test for, or they didn't, they didn't have a reason to test they for. They didn't have a reason to test for. Britland claimed the 10-pound life insurance payout. So is it Elizabeth Hannah? Is the eldest daughter. Of Britland? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, it was just the eldest daughter and the first victim. I should have. That's on me. No, it makes perfect sense. Not really. Why'd she do it? For the 10-pound payout. Her next victim was her husband, Thomas. I already see where all three of these victims are going to come from, aren't, don't I? 
Not all three of them are related to her. Huh. Anyways, her next victim was her husband, Thomas, on May 3rd. His death was ruled from epilepsy. Britland got that insurance payout, which was about 20 pounds. Before the death of her husband, she was having an affair with a neighbor, Thomas Dixon. And her actual husband's first name was Thomas also? Yep. Weird fetish, but okay. After her own husband's death, Dixon invited her to stay with him and his wife. Ah! I already know who the third victim's gonna be. On May 14th, Mary Dixon became the third victim of Britland's. So, I think that's Tom, I think that's Mr. Dixon's fault there. You don't actually invite your mistress to live with you. If I remember my research correctly, the wife was the one who wanted her to move in and be able to be taken care of with them. Okay, so the wife was trying to be a nice person, not knowing that... Her husband's been cheating, been uh, sleeping around with the neighbor. The three deaths were near identical and unusual symptoms raised suspicions. Britland was finally interviewed by police in connection to Dixon's wife's death. The pathologist found both poisons in Dixon's body, leading to her arrest along with Thomas Dixon. Because, you know, the, ho- the husband always does it. The husband always does it. The husband always does it. She folded faster than Superman on laundry day. She confessed that she wanted to marry Dixon and killed his wife. And her husband was also a victim to make this happen. She killed her daughter because she thought Elizabeth knew her plans and did not agree with them. (laughs) Is there any evidence to show that she knew anything or... No evidence. Just... The insane poisoner going, they know, man. They know. They know. We gotta kill him. Gotta kill him. And then you just got a little box of rat poison going, yes, kill them. It's a very Saturday morning cartoon plot. Not really. Anyways, Britland was charged with all three murders. Thomas Dixon, however, was found to have nothing to do with his wife's death. Outside of, again, being in a crazy person. But we've all been there. He's been there, done that. Mine didn't lead to murder, though. No. Her murder trial started July 22nd, 1886, and took a jury some time before finding her guilty. August 9th, 1886, she needed three people to hold her up for her walk to the gallows, where she was then met with a short trip down a short bit of rope. Yep. And that is that case. So... What would we like to discuss about this? I thought you would enjoy the fact that, you know, she, 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 uh... She poisoned? She, not that she poisoned. That all, not only did she poison her husband, but she poisoned her lover's wife. And then you got, you know, she poisoned her eldest child because... Well, she poisoned her eldest child first. This is true. She poisoned her eldest child because supposedly she knew what was going on. At least knew about the affair and everything. Well, I mean, it's very possible to, you know, find out about the affair. And then she went kind of... Because this 
is not a rational person's brain. This is true. And I think that's something, even, even when we cover a lot of weird shit, you know, I may have had a giant meltdown over the Brutus absurdity. You know, the shoe gremlin. I that like absurdity. The... Or even the Gilles de Rye. Gilles de Rays. Well, wasn't me going insane, but it's a matter of, you know, he tried to summon a demon, at least according to popular... Belief. Yeah. You know. Or even when we look into people like a Curtin. Or Curtin. Whatever the German dude's name was. Or, you know what I mean? We look at all these people... Murder is not rational. And I realize it's something we may have never actually brought up in the past 30 episodes or however many we have. Is that, like, even the most rational one I think we did, as stupid as this is, was he got angry, shot his first wife. Five years later, or however long later, he got angry, shot... His second wife, or not second wife, but... He stabbed the second wife, shot the first one, and then shot the lady at the... uh, Lady at the the apartment. At the apartment. Yeah. Eugene Barrett. And the thing is, is and and that's something, again, that a lot of people don't really talk about when it comes to this. I mean, they always bring up, well, they're not mentally healthy. But to them, their brain, it is rational. Her daughter clearly knew that she was going to kill her husband and her lover's wife. So naturally, we have to kill the daughter so we can kill the other people. That makes sense in a stupid brain way. Totally makes sense. You know? I totally get Just it. Just like Jackass a few uh, an episode or several episodes ago or however many. Whatever. We batch record these, so I don't know what anything is anymore. You know where it's, well, this is the 15th time me and my buddy have uh, driven a random wo- girl out to the woods. You know what I'm going to do? Go for a fucking walk. We don't believe you at that stage. At, at, at one point, there comes a time where it stops being a rational decision, and you're going into, come on, bruh. Come on. That would be the episode before this. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's always why I like things like uh, Mind Hunters or... Even Hannibal does it very well, where it is the insanity. A normal person going, well, I wouldn't poison my child. What the hell? Yes, because you're normal. And that's where a lot of people have this really interesting discussion. We're not going to really get into it now, because we have more crazy people to talk about today. But a lot of people will go, I don't understand that. When it's not so much that you don't understand it, it's... Your brain can't wrap around it. It's a... You have a train of logic. Even if sometimes, like, my ADHD goes fucking insane. But it starts with a single train. Exactly. And just goes... It just goes on its own little... Here's the normie train. As... And even if you are <coughs> neurodivergent, even your, air quote, normal, you know, neurodivergent, spicy brain, as it were, may still never understand... The insane side of things. True. But the insane train is on the same path as the normie train. It's just like three tracks over. It's actually a Greyhound bus. It's not even a train. I don't know where that I don't know where that was going, but the point is is that it's like 
This is actually a quaint murder. This is a murder she wrote murder. This is a comfy murder that uh, uh, Doc Martin's going to solve. Not Doc Martin. Uh, the, what's the British doctor? Um, Casey watches the show all the damn time. It's like mid. It's not Midsummer Murders, but it's one of those. Britain a, has cornered the market on comfy murder, and I don't like it. It's so it, they talk so nicely. You know what I mean? It's like yes, everyone in this seaside village is either a murderer or a murderee. Let's decide. Apparently, it's also a Fire Island. Anyways. But I like the quaintness of this. And this is actually probably one of the few that we've covered, or will cover, where you can almost see the rationale behind it. It's still stupid, as all random murder... I didn't want to say random, but all murder is stupid. There's varying degrees of it, like a crime of passion. It is still stupid, but... It's stupid in a momentary thing versus hers, which was a long form. Also, if you're going to murder someone, whatever you're going to do, don't write your name. If you're going to poison someone, find different means to get that poison. If you're going to shoot someone, don't use a registered handgun that's under your name. Hey, I just bought this very specific fucking knife that no one else in the Tri-County area has. Guess what? Don't Amazon Prime that shit. Paper trails, man. Paper trails. Actually, that didn't even, at least according to that, that didn't even really was, it wasn't a smoking gun or anything. That was just. Probably during her trial. It probably oh, yeah, that, was. Would, that would be where they would showcase, you know, after her confession and everything, just to be like, here's the layup. There's her name on the thing. Cool. Everyone's guilty. You know, because. That's how our that's how the legal system kind of should be, even when even when it sucks. You know, it's why we may have this weird all cops are bastard like not mentality, but most of the stories that we cover usually have the cops fucked up somehow. The cops fucked up. The judges fucked up. You got a random governor who's like, let's fucking pardon this some bitch. Uh, that was the Honolulu Strangler. No, the Honolulu Strangler is unsolved. Eugene Barrett. Oh, okay, it was The bad. only Sarah Car- killer yeah. in uh, but Hawaii. He was, but he was the one that uh, the governor was like... Yeah, the thanks. the first one was like, a crime of passion, fine. No, no, it wasn't. It was it was the same dude there. Yeah, it was Barrett. Is Barrett the dude who... He, 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 killed, he killed his he, first wife, killed his second wife, and then and killed, killed his the, girlfriend. Or, the, not even a no, girlfriend, it was... He killed his girlfriend first. His wife second, and then the the lady next door that moved across the across the street. By the way, I'm sorry that these episodes are going to be a little spicy brained. I had caffeine today, and I'm in a good mood, so I might be all over the place. Thank you for your time. Okay, but anyway, seriously though, anything else? Like again, this is a very quaint, straightforward. I like it. It's a nice little. It's a softball throw. It is, and it's a good good one after having, tu- you know, the Turtle Murders. Oh, my God. That, that was, the, that, that was uh, Mr. I Went For a Walk? That's Mr. I Went For a Walk. Thank God. I, I would like to spend another 20 minutes going, what the fuck were you thinking? Just, okay, so you're under, you're under arrest. Your friend, I use air quotes there, you can't see him, but they're there. 
murdered, fucking murdered and raped 20 fucking women. Actually, I don't even remember how many. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it was more, it was more than three. Okay, the first time, you know, oh my God, your friend did something wrong. I'm going to help cover for him. Because that's what friends do. No, you shouldn't cover for your friends. But at the same time, it's the, you know, something wrong. I, I don't want my friend to be in trouble. Fine, I'm going to help. Second time. Now, it's no longer, oh man, that first time was an accident. Now, it's, yo, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> and it's like, no, no, I don't. The 14th time... You are now, whether you involve yourself into whatever he's doing over there, the fact that you drove and then you said, going to take a walk, 10 minutes? Cool. What? We're at 16 minutes. Well, good. You can cut off all that last bit. Anyways. Uh, final thoughts? This was quaint. It was quaint. Thank you. By the way, uh, it's been like a couple, it's been a month or two since we've, uh, done another batch record so this was a nice little chuck it was a nice chuck what do you say the nice people thank you for listening and you should totally check out our patreon where you get to see the or you get to hear the uncut unedited version of these some things get extra spicy this is true this is true uh, a little spoiler the thuggy one we did a few episodes ago, that does have edits, but that would be more akin to how our table reads go. <laughs> I hey, this time we didn't have to talk to Siri at all. No, that, oh, by the way, you want what's funny? Huh. Every time I had to listen to that, my phone would actually respond to it. When I called it a so it, nonconformist us. So if I when I would say when in the episode I would say hey Siri it start talking like that just like that and I've been AJ Carey and I'm Sam Rossi later also, get to watch retro, listen to Retrostatic Radio and Reader's History of Comics starring yours truly AJ Carey boom fades back swish Jordan's out. Killing fifteen minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.